Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Action Tune Bros. I'm Ben Sturgeon. And I'm Matthew Lewis. And today, we, this is our Legend of Korra podcast. Heck yeah. And uh, now, before we do any of this, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. um, has do you have like do you have any thoughts on what could be happening ever since the last time we talked? Uh huh. I mean, it, well, I, I mean, you know, like with everything that's going on with Varric being a bad I'll guy. Say, you know, I will say, you know, I've seen the whole series already. You haven't. I'm asking you that. Well, then why? Then why are our roles reversed? Uh, who knows? You know, you know what I need. Mm. I need someone to guide me along here. Oh, that's what you were doing. Which, by the way, which, by the way, that happens to be episode nine. The guide. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know you were setting up a weird thing. The 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 announcer guy states that Cora is back with her memories and needs yep. to seal the southern portal before a harmonic convergence. Harmonic convergence. As all that as all of that is happening, Bolin is a mover star and Asami's company is saved. Yeah. But unfortunately it's by Varric, which Mako which Mako always is like, "Oh, this Varric guy, I know he's a criminal." Yeah, he's not trusting but everyone's just like, "What are you talking about?" Also, uh, yeah, Korra, the harmonic convergence is Korra understanding Unalak's plan finally. Yes. Like what yes, the heck it he's was. been doing this whole series is very like, "Oh, finally." Yeah, fi- we finally get that. Um and of course, the announcer ends it with can Mako prove that Varric is the big bad guy yeah cut to vacation Tenzin yep once again at another air temple ah yeah we find out that this one is the eastern air temple yep and we remember well we find out the reference later where this one's from in the original series yep I was concerned at the beginning I was like have we seen this one before yep and of course uh uh, as this is happening, we see Janora playing with these adorable rabbit spirits. Yeah, with a uh, little, uh, are they called dragonfly? Oh, yeah, dragonfly yeah. ears, what do you call them? Yeah, they're, I think they're called uh, dragonfly rabbit spirits. Yeah, yeah, they find out what they are later. They're all colorful and cute and flying and around. there's one in particular, a green one, which she likes to call Furryfoot. Yep, also I was going to say, I don't think we mentioned it before, but uh, Janora's voice actor, you know who she is? No. Kiernan Shipka, a.k.a. she was uh, in Mad Men, she was the daughter, and also Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She's the new Sabrina in the uh, Netflix oh, series. Oh, and the, she's the newest Sabrina. Yeah, in the in the Netflix oh, series. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she was yeah the daughter in Mad Men. Yeah, she's a uh, interesting. I I, stuff. I never I never would have guessed. Oh yeah, she's um, cool. but as she's playing with these spirits, we see Tenzin's walking over, and she's like, "Hey, are you playing with anyone?" Which obviously he sees no one. Nothing. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm just playing with my imaginary friends, which we get a funny little scene where behind Tenzin's bald head, we just see two ears yeah, just two pop big out. Yeah, above his head. <laughs> and of course, um, you know, Tenzin brings her, uh, brings her over um, to, you know, talk with the entire family. Yeah. Where we cut to, the, where we cut to them, where Boomy tells Kaya yeah. that he beat an earthbender in, in a, a rock-throwing rock contest, <laughs> and he has the trophy to prove yeah, it. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's like, <laughs> the Eastern Air Temple, the kids are very, who cares? Yeah, the kids are just like, you know, doing their own kids thing. Kids on a vacation thing. <laughs> but, but Tenzin comes in with some exciting news. They're going to see some exciting ancient gardens and ancient meditation halls. You know, Old things. Yay, more old stuff. The kids are like, ugh. That's <laughs> hilarious. But yeah, the kids are just rolling their eyes when a mysterious figure appears. Actually, it's Korra. Yep, yeah, yep, Korra, Korra appears. Korra appears and everyone's excited. Even Tenzin. Tenzin's like, wait, 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 wait. I thought you were supposed to be training with Unalak. And Korra's like, um, do you not... Oh, you didn't hear about anything, the did you? The Civil War? He's like, what? And Tenzin's like, the what now? Also, I remember she she mentions how she found them. She's like, like how did you find them? She's like, I just oh, followed Tenzin's itinerary. <laughs> we like, literally <laughs> went over it a hundred times. And Tenzin's like, see? Schedules. They're good. <laughs> and then, of course, Tenzin's like, 
tell me tell me what happened. And Korra's like, what do you want to know? And Tenzin says, everything. everything. And honestly, I'm very glad for this because Korra literally just lists off A very everything speedy, yeah. in like like <laughs> 10 seconds. A very speedy exposition thing of all those and things that happened so far is very and, funny. <laughs> yeah, after, after she explains everything, everyone is shocked except for Tenzin yeah. because he knew this would happen. I, I knew this would happen. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, cut to Korra and Tenzin in like a garden where... You know, he's like, yeah, so this Juan was actually the one who started the whole Rava Vatu thing, huh? Yep. Also, Korra's like, oh, this is all my fault. And he's like, no, no, it's Unalak's fault. It's all him yeah. who manipulated you. And of course, uh, you know, Korra's like, you know, what are we going to do? I need to steal the uh, South Portal, but it's controlled by the North, and we can't really go to the North Pole, can we? So Tenzin's like, aha. It's like, I have an idea. Because we should, I, I'm gonna take you to the spirit world. Yeah. I prepared all my. No, no. Sorry. Korra was like, I need to go to the spirit to the spirit world, and Tenzin's like, Oh, I trained prepa- my whole I've, life. Yeah, I've trained my whole whole life for this. Cut to the actual portal the where north. we see. Yeah. Uh, no, in Is the south. Right? Oh, in yeah, the yeah. south because that's where he's been. This yeah, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, believe, yes. where, where we actually see. Um, Unalak is upset as as kids. Yeah, you didn't him. catch Cora. God dang it! Yeah, you didn't this. catch Cora. You made her die and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's how it sounds. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Um, but anyway, he's the kids are like, hey, um, you know, we told you what happened. We're sorry about this. He's like, yeah, you know what? I found a way where you can help me. Come, we're going into the portal where we see actually. The act, the actual art styles version of the whole like the big spe- um, yeah, the big like battle yin yang yeah yin, yin and yang thing and the all that stuff hunter, yeah oh, it still looks so beautiful it's very very cool also and of course the twins follow him into the portal in yep yeah. the twins follow him into the portal and where they see the sealed uh, the sealed north po- portal yep which by the way we learned something here because apparently you know the kids are like what are we gonna do we we're not as strong as the avatar we can't yep. do this um. And he's like, but we have something the spirits can't by walking into this portal. What's that? Bending. If you you remember from Avatar The Last Airbender, when Aang went to the spirit world, he could not bend. And yet, Unala claims that by going through the southern portal, they can still bend. And guess what? The three of them actually try to water bend the portal open. Other than that, yeah, we cut to uh, Bolin at the place at first, right? Um... Actually, no. It actually, yeah, you're right. Oops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oops. Spoilers. I got a little too excited. Yeah. Um, but Bolin is, is still once again a huge mover star. He's uh, trapped in a weird, big, giant fake bird hanging, claws. Yeah, hanging upside down. <laughs> fake bird and claws. Immediately, <laughs> it's lunch break, and yep. he's still hanging. The in staff there. all goes on break, and he's stuck there by himself. <laughs> and of course, Asami and Ma- uh, Mako appear. But Asami, the first one, is like, um. Are you supposed to be there? Are you guys shooting? He's nah. We're on. We're on lunch. You know, it's all good. <laughs> Mako appears, and then this is when he is like, "Hey, Varric's behind this." Yeah, Varric's behind like, all. What? No, you guys are crazy. You know that? Yeah, then none of them believe Mako until like, "Man, you are." Ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're overworking yourself. You need to chill. Yep. And Asami is once again all over Mako and Bolin's like, oh, "Are you guys back together again?" No, no, we're not. We're totally not dating. Uh, <laughs> And before that, uh, Mako tells them about the remote bombs, but they're like, man, they could have just stolen them from him. He couldn't be behind it. That's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Yeah, and then, Uh, of course, as uh, Mako's like, no, you're both ridiculous, and starts walking away, that's when we see... uh, Two goons. (laughs) Two goons, pretty much, are just like, hey, 
we the boss needs the seizures. <laughs> and this is when this is when um we actually actually cut back to Cora Vacation Tenzin. Yep. yep. Um, and of course, this is where we find out where the Easter, how we've seen the Eastern Air Temple before. Yep, because this is where we learn that Aang met Guru Patik here. Yep. And it, for all of those who know, that's when Aang lost the Avatar state from Azula literally zapping him. In Basu Yep. Yep. He went back. He went to the Eastern Air Temple where Gu- Guru Patik was, who was trying to get him to unblock his chakras. Yeah. In a very Yoda, Luke Skywalker, Empire Strikes it's Back a very, way. Yeah, very, very cool uh, whole segment about that stuff. Yeah, and it's a, it, it, it was a children's animation that taught you about, like, the whole uh, yeah, the Buddhist way. Yeah, and also I was thinking, um, like, just internally, geography-wise, it's very cool. Because I was thinking, like, wait, Eastern, yeah, Eastern Air Temple, he lost that during the whole earthbending arc in Bossing Se, which is totally on the east side of the planet. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it actually makes sense. Because, like, I remember... When he ditches Guru Patik and travels to Basing Se with uh, when he meets runs into Toph, who just learned yep. the metal bend, he is traveling back to or he's on the east like side right now. It's like, oh yeah, it makes sense geography wise. It does. It's I love that. I love that continuity. <laughs> right, and then of course with all of this, um, he's like, all right, I've done some spiritual training. This is the most spiritual of all of the air temples. Yep. We'll get you into the uh, the spirit world. So we're gonna go with attempt number one. Spoilers, as many of these. Um, uh-huh. Where they're both, where Tenzin and uh, Korra are meditating, while um, Iki is like using air bending on a horn, and Milo is hitting a bell. Yep. <laughs> and of course, it nothing happens, and Tenzin's upset because Milo is not ringing the bell properly. Yeah, that was your fault, Milo. And then, like as he gets up and ready to leave, uh, Korra's like, "I think you were doing great." <laughs> Milo. He's like, "Yay!" And just bangs yeah, it like a really cute <laughs> So method number two: cliffside incense go. And as all of this is happening, um, Tenzin starts coughing. Oh, Kaya, you brought too much. There's too much smoke. There's too much incense. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, I did everything that you told me to. Well, the mood's ruined now. Starts harumphing away while um, Jinora is noticing the spirit, her spirit Yeah, she's friends. talking to rub it together. Kaya's like, who are you talking to? She's like, oh, no, no, nothing. Because still and, hiding it. Yep. And then, of course, as Jinora leaves, Kaya kind of has a raised eyebrow. It's as if she knows something. Yep. The next, next spot is a really cool temple inside with really amazing architecture. And a statue of? Is it uh, Yang Chen? The uh, female. Yeah, the Yang female, Chen. Uh, the, uh, the last airbending one before Aang. Yeah, the airbender Avatar. before. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, just seeing that little like side thing, I'm like, yeah. this is awesome. <laughs> and this one makes me laugh because Korra is silent, so is Tenzin. Korra, are you in the spirit world? <laughs> No, shh, you gotta be quiet. Focus, focus. I'm focusing. Cora, stop. Focus. And then he blames her for talking too much yeah. when Tenzin clearly was. And even Cora's like, look, 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 look. First it was Milo's fault. Yeah, then it was, it was Kaya's, Kaya's fault. fault. Now it's my fault. <laughs> How did you even get into the spirit world? We finally find out that Tenzin has never been to the spirit world before. <laughs> he's tri- Yep, and then of course, he's tried many times and has failed. In which Boomy is like, well, welcome to the I Disappointed Dad, Dad Club. Club. <laughs> you have shirts. Yeah, he but... never said that. But, um, and of course, Tenzin's like, look, I get, I've studied all of this stuff. And I know it seems like this is impossible, but I need you to trust me on this. Yeah, he's been trying for years desperately, apparently. Yeah, and then Kaya's like, um, I might have a different solution here. Right, Janora? Yep. And Janora's like, 
Yes, I think I know where you need to go. And Tenzin's like, how do you know? Okay, my friends, you can appear. Yep. And, and those bunny spirits, those dragonfly bunny yep, spirits. dragonfly bunny spirits um, is what I have, have at this point. Appear for everyone to see. Where one of them, a blue scruffy looking one, is befriended Boomy. Yep, oh, uh, but before that, this is when we cut back to Unalak and them yeah. trying to use their bending to open the door. Yes, this portal. is where we go back to, uh, you know... Uh, to, yeah, to Unalak, and they're they're bending like crazy. Yeah, all water, kinds water of bending of all water stuff around. Yeah, because apparently there's there's water here. There's water know, and so. earth here, but see, so also yeah, fire and water don't mm-hmm. need to be. But yeah, and of course nothing happens. Um, Des uh, Desna, Desna gets hurt, and Eska's like, we need to take him to a doctor, and Unalak's like, no, we must do this. Don't fail me like you did before. Yeah, and Eska's like, I'm going to take him. She takes her brother back and leaves. Unalak does a really cool ice drill. Yeah, like the icicle kind of drill thing. Yeah, it makes thing. the actual like, huge drill. I was like, well, that's really impressive, actually. <laughs> and then nothing happens. Absolutely yep. nothing happens. Then we cut back to, to the other, the, Mecco. the three plot, Mecco. <laughs> yeah, I, I said Mako. <laughs> okay. Me- Mecco the cat, you know? Yeah. Was, um, Mako, who me- was being brought in to a... Uh, a hot, cold bed. Yeah, a very with dark room Ver- with Yeah, with Varric just sitting here like, hello sitting there. Menacingly seeming. <laughs> like Bond villain. Yeah, like. Mako's like, you think you can torture me? And Varric's like, torture, torture you? Torture you? <laughs> I'm just going to torture this foot fungus. <laughs> Starts walking on the bed of coals. And of course, the burning means it's working. <laughs> yeah, and funny. so he wants... He, he offers uh, Mako a job to a, his security force. Yeah. And kind of hints out... A know. big old school mobster threatens his... Like, hey, man, you know, you want to keep your family and your friends safe, right? Right. You keep them safe. And, Ma- and, and Mako, of course, is like, um, no, I don't trust you. Bye. Yep, and this is when we come back to the uh, team... Av- or not team Avatar, team to uh, Katara. Yeah. Katara. God, too many characters. <laughs> Korra and one Tenzin. more. Yeah, no. Korra and Tenzin, uh, this is when we see Boomy befriend the dragonfly bunny, Boomju. Yep, Boomju, which is Boomy short for Boomy Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. And of course, he's like, don't you see the resemblance? And Tenzin's like, yes. Mm, it's uncanny. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he, he, and you can tell he's upset. And even Shinora's like, I, I think Dad's mad at me because I can do this and he can't. And Kaya's like, no, no, he's not mad. It's yeah, just Kora's you wounded like, his fine. pride. Yeah, that's really. Korra's also like, yeah, he, you're, he's fine. He's just like, your gifts are wonderful. You shouldn't be like, ashamed yeah, of you shouldn't be ashamed of them. So, and, and this is where we also mentioned that um, Korra talks about Avatar Wan, yep. and Jinora's like. How was he like? And you know, she explains how Juan was this fantastic person and was what happened and is now like fused with Rava. Yep, and we also see that uh, Janora mentions the Juan statue lighting up, and she's like, "When did that happen? When Cora opened the portal?" They're like, "Whoa!" Yep, that, <laughs> technically, that's when we actually find out that that statue was of Juan. Yeah, but we can guess. Yeah, but it, it, speculation involves. Yeah, that that was definitely it. Um, and then of course they they talk about that. And then they reach the area where the spirit bunnies wanted Janora to go to. Yep, the whole this, time tends to keep second guessing Janora about every after everything that this, she brings up. Yeah, this very old airbender like meditation circle. It's like all brush and uh, everything like that. Yeah, and so they do a spirit cleansing ritual to fix the area up, which results in a tiny hole in the middle of the area releasing hundreds of dark bat-like spirits. Yep, as you say, it, it kind of works, but and of course. You know, there's some bending going on, and the bats are like, "Wee!" Yeah, they're all. And all of a sudden, Korra tries it one more time. Yep. She goes Avatar state, gets some water around them, and starts trying to do that exercising yeah, spirit, that spirit thing. bending thing. And it works this time. Yep. We finally see her actually make it work. The bat spirits are cleansed and off, and everything just turns back to normal. Yep. 
And then, of course, after all of this, you know, Tenzin's amazed. And so they can now go, you know, they can go back to uh, the whole meditating thing. Yep. But not before Korra literally just is like, Tenzin, I'm sorry, because Unalak, you know, he, he taught me some good things, but he only used it for selfish reasons. And I'm really sorry for just abandoning you and betraying you. You know, they, they make up. Yeah, and she gives him the first try to enter the spirit world once again. Yep. And then we cut back to Asami visiting Mako. Yeah, and a sexy tank top just hang, hanging around the house just like, man, I gotta figure out this crazy cop um, stuff. You, you say sexy uh, tank top. I say wife me. I know, I was refraining from saying that because <laughs> I don't want to call them as, as it's always it's a terribly problematic name for that thing. But okay. yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a but tank anyway. top. Yeah, and he's chilling out, looking all dope, and you're just like, oh, and, I gotta figure out this cop mission, man. Oh, I'm a, and know, Asami's like, hey, I don't you play need by to the chill rules. out. Why don't, why don't you and I go to Kwan's, you know, yeah, like our first, date. first date. And they have a cute kissy-kissy moment. Oh, look at it's that. It's so oogie. Um, <laughs> and then, bang, bang on the door, it's Gong and Lou and, and Lin. Lin. Hey, we heard that you guys worked with some uh, some triple, threat triple threats triads. and stuff. And Mako just is like, yeah, I did a sting operation. You know, he just literally just lays it out the truth. the truth. And they just start turning over his apartment looking for evidence, saying, ah, oh, one's a triple threat, or is a triple threat. Oh, what do you got here? Um, Money and one of those uh, fuses. Yep, the fuses. They find a big duffel bag in the back room and saying, he's like, that's ridiculous. Like, yeah, I've been set up. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. And of course, he gets arrested, and as he's as they're leaving, you know, he's like, it was Varric. Yeah, sure, and I'm the Queen of England. Not like that, but <laughs> you get the idea. You get yeah, the idea. Asami is like very, oh, they see, he says that uh, the Triple Threat said that they set uh, Asami up. That Mako was setting her up too, and yes. she's very like confused. And so, so, yeah, she's yeah. very conflicted by this. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, back at Tenzin, who is still not, yeah, who is not going into the spirit world. Kaya, go, Kaya and company, but Kaya's the main one. She's like, hey, Janora. look, <laughs> Janora's got to be the one. Yep. And then, of course, she's like, no, that's nonsense. I can't send her in there. She can't do anything. Then Janora's, uh, she she was the breaking point where she's like, look, yep. I, I, I get it. I, I, I know you're being upset and everything like that, but I really think I can help. And, of course, he kind of softens up and he's, he, he lets her know that he's yeah. actually very proud of her power yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he finally relents after all of that craziness. And then they, uh, Jinora and Korra start meditating. Yep. And we've, we see this beautiful, vibrant landscape. Yeah, some beautiful visuals as and, they first enter. Right. And then, of course, they, they made it into the spirit world successfully. Mm-hmm. Cut to Unalak yeah. at a tree. He's like, I failed you, Lord Vatu. The Avatar is dead, and now we can't get the portal open. And Vatu's like, dude, yeah. what? Yeah, like, you think the Avatar is dead? No, she's not. I would have sent Strava if she did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I would have sent Strava if, you know. But no, she's alive. And don't worry about chasing after her. Because she's going to come to you. Because she made it to the spirit world. Bum, bum, bum. And Cut. Yep. Because that is the end of the first, first episode. episode of this. Now, here's my question. Because now we're actually getting into the spirit world uh-huh. of both Avatar The Last Airbender up to this point. There may have not have been a lot of, but what was your what, what's your favorite moment of the spirit world? Honestly, uh, it's a tie both involving Ko the Face Stealer. Yeah, you know. He's you, my favorite you, character of the spirit you, in this whole series. You, you've mentioned. I um, love Ko. He's, I, I, I know one the of voice them. is fantastic and he's such a creepy ass like thing. You have to, the whole like aspect of having to keep your face completely neutral, he'll take it. Right. It's yeah. really good. And then like the other thing is um that online video which uh we first when you I think we first actually see the female airbender when we like Aang's talking to all of his past lives. Um, I think before the female one, we see the waterbending one who has yeah. a showboat, 
and like was showing off and co stole his I think it was his girlfriend or sister's yeah, face. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was his girlfriend's face. Yeah, I mentioned that in another episode. That was a really cool short story about Co actually doing something and being I think well, I might have been outside of the spirit world at that point. I don't know. It's really probably like, yeah. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, Co's great and also the like the whole um aspect of weird Co's weird mother goddess of faces from the from Zuko the comic, book. Yeah. yeah. But like no, I love Co because Co was such a weird creepy centipede ass monster. It was a really cool design, really terrifying voice. It was just all it was really cool. I agree I agree. Co is a pretty it is a pretty cool one. Yeah. And well, just the fact that he's literally like, don't you dare show emotion or else your face is mine kind of thing. Yeah. Especially very, very like cool. the, the, the scene where like Aang is up there. You can try and to scare Aang like, in a oh, thing of face. Oh, oh, hey, emotion. Co immediately just turns around and it's just like flat face. Yeah, that's really, really cool. <laughs> that, that was awesome. But honestly, one of my favorite uh, spirit world things is, surprisingly enough, in this next episode. Oh, yeah. Where, um, episode 10, A New Spiritual Age, where, of course, we get the narrator talking about how Korra and Janora are in the spirit world yep. and need to seal the portal. And also, Unalak is working with Vatu. <laughs> Vatu! But Important will they remember. stop him in time? Yep. And which we, uh, we cut to Tenzin Nighttime at the Air Temple. Was it nighttime last time? Yeah, or was it, it just it, now? Um, yeah, it was, it was starting the, it was like dusk getting into nighttime. Okay, yeah. So now it is nighttime. And, you know, Janora and Korra just like with Aang when he goes into the spirit world, are just sitting there meditating. You yep. know, kind of like the whole, uh, in our last episode with uh, Megan and Simon, where when they're in mind battle, they just stand yeah, there. Yeah, they just stand there. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Tenzin is like really nervous for Janora. Like, oh, she won't have her bending. I'm really worried about it. The yeah, they're, they're, defense, they're defenseless without their bending. Yeah. And Boomy takes exceptions like, to this. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that scene because it's like, oh yeah? What, what, what do you think? I don't have my bending. Well, yeah, it's because you have your... Um, I was like your great personality. <laughs> I would say my cunning, my cunning mind and cat-like reflexes, but whatever. Yeah, she's great. And of course, <laughs> yeah, after, after all that, you know, um, Tenzin's like, I'll take first watch, and his family assures them that if he needs company, you know, wake him up. Mm -hmm. In the spirit world, we see that crazy, beautiful setting, like a long, oh. giant field, all kinds of spirits popping up all over the place. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's very, very cool. And, of course, uh, Korra is doing just fine, but Janora gets, like, all, look at all the spirits and stuff, and gets on ahead. Yeah, the, and, the one uh, the one spirit that's, like, a it's a it's a big, giant, like, flower that blooms and then turns into a butterfly. A yeah. big, giant butterfly that, like, flies over Janora. And, and, and of course, Korra's like, like, oh, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> and Janora's like, yay! Runs off. Yep. And of course, Korra's like, wait, come back, Shinora, and steps in a hole where yeah. a meerkat spirit is. I thought it was a gopher spirit. <laughs> well, they, they, they look like the, the thin, like, meerkat-looking things. I thought they're like gopher. Or they're like, really, yeah, they're really thin. They're like, probably some kind of weird fusion animal. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's Avatar, so either way, it's a spirit. It's an underground, oh, yeah, like, yeah. gopher spirit-like mm -hmm. thing. It's like, eh, what you doing in our homes, huh? Yeah, and then, like, little... so many of them, like, come up and, like, they're upset. And Chastising Korra's, like, her, saying, you're the Avatar, you're, you should know better than to do it. Like, just make right, and yeah, just making fun of her. She tries to bend them, and they're like, look, she tried to bend us. Get her! And, she, and they turn into these weird blue globs. They, like, they, they like, uh, like, like, yeah, lunge and leap at her. And, like, when they hit her, they turn into these weird giant purple yeah. globs. And Shinora notices this, and she's like, No, you need to calm down. Your power is, like, overwhelming them. And it's too late. because Not your, uh, your uh, emotions. Oh, yeah, your, your emotions are, like, overpowering them. In which case, she goes to try and help, but it's too late. Because the it's weird, so, like, gopher things, like, go into, like, a yeah, vortex they're circle they're running, thing. They're and, just running in a circle around her, and it, like, forms a vortex. Yeah, it's, so and it, they, they, they both like, sink down into this weird, like, underground, like, river kind of thing. And they both get sucked into it, and they get separated. Where we see Korra is in a dark wood. 
I'm gonna say it before they separated. They, when they uh, they're like spinning and they fall into the hole and then they're like they're oh, yeah. just they go, like, underwater, underwater and there's like this weird a like... big gigantic spirit gator like Ooh. also just like grab like swims by grabs them and then they wake up and they're like in a weird spinning a weird uh, underwater like, rafting under, yeah. cave thing. It's really it's a really cool sequence. A really it, it really is sequence. like really crazy. And then all of a sudden. Um, you know, they get separated. Yep. Where Korra's in a dark wood. and Surrounded like, by monstrous spirits. Oh, really, like, really we're cool talking, like, these things look like... Hey, something like in an anime, really. Because they look, the, like, angelic, almost. And they got, like, the, the long... The female ones may be the, the, the Kimura Kage from the, um... They do kind of look like that, don't they? They might be that. They're three, they're three female-ish looking spirits that could be the Kimura Kage Ooh. from, uh... You know, that's actually... I Abbott, never made the, that connection. The Zula and all them book. Yeah, yeah it could... But they, they, oh, but they look really, like, um, menacing. Yeah, a number of, like, crazy weird... Another weird, like, almost co-looking centipede-looking thing and all kinds of other mm-hmm. ones. We keep seeing just a spinning around freaking out and as, like, the and camera's spinning around we see Korra as a little kid once again, a little yep, baby. Korra's a little... It's little baby Korra and she's, like, you know, she's she's freaking out, obviously. But then we cut back to like the other side of the uh, of the woods where yeah. it's nice and like bright. Jinora's in a nice safe field. <laughs> yeah, and of course she's like, "Huh, where should I go?" Enter Furryfoot, yeah. who's giant. Yeah, somehow now huge in the spirit world is true form, I guess. <laughs> right, and then of course she's like, "Hey, I need to find I need to find Korra and the portals. Can you help me?" And so Furryfoot. Take, they go on this like nice Miyazaki esque kind of flight sequence. Yeah, it's a very like, cute. Yeah, it's so great. In which we see this upside towards, down building. Say, before that, they fly towards a dark forest. Oh, where right. Presume the Korra is, and they see a weird, yeah, upside down. Yeah, uh, a weird upside down uh, building, which is revealed to be Wan Chitong's spirit library. library. Yeah. Dun dun dun. <laughs> back and, with Kid Korra. And now, yeah, back to Kid Korra. Um, you know, she she's all scared and like in like a little like crevice in a tree, and there's this bird, like this dark spirit bird, like Rare! and she smacks it, and we find out it's just this cute, yeah, it's little, not a adorable, dark spirit, like, it's just a yeah, little, bird, a little bird thingy, yeah. like a bird with like dragon wings or a something. Bird dragon. And, you yeah, know, it's very cute. she just picks it up and she's like, I'm sorry, you scared yeah. me. Uh, and then, and then, <laughs> and then, all you hear is an old man say, "You two look lost. Maybe I can help you." I literally cried in joy because <laughs> a, the old an old man with a lantern appears and Cora somehow knows him. I like I said I cried in joy legitimately. I'm not afraid to uh, to admit it. Dude, the first time because I did too on TV, I was just like, oh my god. Because <laughs> honestly, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, I will fight anyone who says that he is not the best boy. Bolin got taken over in one episode. <laughs> Because it was Uncle Iroh. Yeah, it was wonderful. Oh my goodness. Um, yes, so we find out that Uncle Iroh is in the spirit world. And of course, you know, he, he mentions how, yeah, I kind of know you through the Avatar. So, you know, we, we're friends. And so he takes Korra and this little bird mm-hmm. dragon to his tea shop. He leaves her out of, uh, yeah, out out of, of the forest. woods. Yeah, yep. to his tea shop. Where and where there's like a whole bunch wedding. of other spirits, <laughs> spirits and stuff. They're having a tea party because this giant two-headed frog got married to each other. I He said that they, she grew on him, so I assume that they just fused together because spirits are weird. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the spirit a, world, a weird so, you know. conjoined spirits is like, oh, yeah. yeah May, uh, May Jim, by the way, is the name of that frog May now. May Jim? Yep. <laughs> they're celebrating the, the wedding uh, of uh, May Jim. And, you know, they're kind of funny. You know, they're like, oh, you know, oh, she, she, she just grew on me and stuff like that. Yeah. And, of course, um, you know, 
Um, she goes over to the tea party and, you know, they give her cakes and... Uh, spirit cake, yeah, but she won't cake. gain any weight or lose any weight, yeah. though. <laughs> I love that so I also the big tub. Um, and then, of course, um, one of the tea kettles over there, Cora instantly realizes, is her tea kettle. Which, of course, is the same one that Juan held Rava in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the best part about making tea in that is you can still it'll taste a little light. light in every cup. Yeah, Cora now is like, oh, the spirit, the spirit world is so nice and that's so peaceful. And it's just like, yeah, he brews her the tea. It's a very, very cute scene. Oh, it's, it's so amazing. It's very, very adorable. And but, I have, but we have to cut back to Janora because we got to learn what's going on there. Yeah. She, she enters with Furryfoot and it pretty much looks the same from Avatar The, the Last library? Airbender. Yeah, the spirit library looks almost unchanged. It's covered in vines now, however, and we also right. see the foxy servants. Yeah, the foxy servants. That's how they refer to them, remember? They're the fox spirits. They're foxy servants. That's, what, anyway. that's, literally, that's literally how the... Um, how the librarian refers to them and Sokka's like, oh, foxy. And yes. it's like, they're little foxes. Like, yeah, they're really handsome. And it's like little actual foxes. Right. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> um, as, as she enters this, um, she's like, wow, I could read in here forever. Enter Wan Shi Tong yep. saying, oh, the last person who said that is still here. And we see a corpse of a very scholarly looking person. Yep, Professor we, Zay. Yep, which we find out is Professor Zay from Aang's Quest. <laughs> a very... Like it's, like, it's, a, it's, it's literally a, it's, like skeleton. Yeah, it's a very mummified looking like dead body. It's very like a mixed feeling. I'm like, oh, it's funny. He actually got to stay, but also it's sad because he's a dead weird corpse just sitting in the library now. It's yeah. very bizarre. And of course, her mentioning uh, Professor Zay makes Wan Chitan being like, yeah, I see you know much about the past. So you know that humans aren't allowed here. Yeah, humans go aren't on. welcome. Like, go away. And she's like, but wait. I thought we were, I thought we were allowed in if we gave you information. And he goes, that was the old rules. Get out of here. She goes, but I know something you don't know. He's like, oh, really? What would you know? Me who knows a thousand things. Uh, and she's like... Ten thousand oh, things. Ten thousand things. Thank you. <laughs> um, and she's like, I know how radios work. He's like, well, I do too. Because inside the box, there's a tiny man who plays <laughs> instruments and yeah. sings. And then... No science lesson here, but she actually explains how a radio yeah, works. Yeah, it's very, very cool and about of course, sideways and everything. Yeah, and, <laughs> and of course, once she tells like, okay, stop. Looks at one of his Fox services. He's like, I guess I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess I, I, had guess, some wrong I guess someone misinformed me. And just about one tiny box boxes. Like, <laughs> sad, sad ears and just crawls away. Yeah, it's very, it's like, very funny. Well, be that as it may, no, you're not allowed to. And then she's like, yeah, but I need to help the Avatar. And oh, you know the Avatar? Okay, just don't break anything. Yep, uh, back to Iroh. We see Iroh playing Pai Show again. Yep, and of course, <laughs> Pai Show is a game of patience. And from the spirits. Yeah, and made from the spirits, but they don't seem very good at it. He's playing a weird giant radish spirit. Yeah, I thought it was like a, a, a rose bulb. No, it was like a, like a, like a vegetable, it looked like to me. Right. Well, <laughs> either, well, either way, it's just this giant, like, vegetoid kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And Cora, you know, is getting is lamenting because she's sad. She's alone. She doesn't have her friend. Oh yeah. And Ira's like, "Hey, it's okay." And she just no, she's not having it. She gets, I will say before that, we find Iroh explains that he's been here for many years because at the end of his life on Earth, he decided to leave his body for the yep. spirit world. Yep, you're Which right. Is very, very interesting. So yeah, instead of like you know dying and passing yeah, on, yeah, because that's he right. Because he had a strong affinity with spirits anyway. Yep. So he's just like. Yeah, so I just decided when my mortal coil was done, my spirit, I'm going and I'm going to be in the spirit world. Yeah, in the background, we also see like a mountain with like this big black oh, kind of yeah. cloud. 
Because that that's important because when Korra gets upset... Yeah, she starts freaking out. Yeah, and, and then the, the, the cloud, like, extends and all the spirits start, like, turning, turning darkish. Dark, yeah. And Iroh lets her know that, hey, you need to calm down because here your emotions can control things. Yeah, it became reality. Yeah, you, especially you, for the Avatar. Yeah, oh, definitely for the Avatar. So she when she calms down, everything goes back to normal. And she even apologizes and all the spirits yeah. turn back to normal. And she goes, I did that? She's like, he's like, yeah, you did. And she tries to, you know, she tries to get you say that she wants to be with Janora, and it doesn't, nothing happens because it's not that easy. Yeah, Iro gives her some good advice about looking for the light, and he tells her that the best thing that she can do is help the dragon bird get home. Yep, where she'll find the nest is at the top of that crazy mountain. And and of course, um, yeah, uh, High High Rio Peak is where she has to go. So before, as she's you know noticing this. We cut back to Janora, who uh, is actually looking for books and she can't find anything. She asks one of the foxes for help. Yep, one of the foxes. And of course, the fox instantly finds it and, you know, gives gives it nice head pets. Yeah, a book on the, sp- uh, the spirit portal. Yeah, the spirit portal. The spirit world. Yep, and even the, about the Tree of Time, where Vatu is, resides. Yep, we learned that also, she learns that when her harmonic convergence is and what it truly is or whatever. Yeah, we find out what it actually is. It's pretty much... Um, yeah, pretty much. Long story short, um, the peer, if the portals are sealed and Vat and Vatu is still in the spirit world, there is no harmonic convergence. There's no battle between good and evil. Yep. But should they, you know, actually, it should harmonic convergence come and both of the portals are open, Vatu can be freed and like do his whole thing, and they have to do the fight. Yeah. Just as she gets this information, we hear Unalak in uh, the library, and of course, why? She's like, wait a minute, that's a human. And Wan, and Wan Shitong's like, yeah, but he's a friend of the spirits, unlike the Avatar. Yeah, it's like, what were you talking about? He wants to free Vatu, and then he's like, oh, don't believe everything you hear. As his, like, creepy uh, Vatu, or not Vatu, uh, Unalak's darkness turns uh, Furryfoot oh. into a dark spirit oh, big old that dark captures spirit. Janora. Yep, and then we go back to uh, Korra, who's like, oh, this looks scary. Hey, Iroh, can you come with me? And Iroh's like, nah, you gotta do this alone. But... But you have the power to make a dark situation and turn it happy, pretty yep. much. She shows her the path to the dragon's home and says that her light will brighten the path. Yep. And so she starts climbing climbing the peak where she sees this, like, these three... Oh, so she's, like, like, she's chanting light and peace, right? No, she's just... She's saying... She's, like, telling herself that she can do this. She's not afraid. Oh, just, like, light and peace. Light and peace. So she's, like, going up the mountain and then she sees the dark lion... Yeah, the, the, the lion, like, canine-esque looking things. And she's oh, just, like... Dogs. <laughs> and she And she's, like, hey... Maybe you guys can help me, because I'm not afraid of you guys. You're just really nice spirits who have a bad rap. Let's go. Uh, uh, yeah, can you help me out? And the dark spirits literally brighten up and turn into, like you said, lion yeah, dog lion things. Dogs. And they they help her. They help. They climb up with her where she sees a nest with three more of those uh, dragon birds. Yep. And she puts the one down, and all four of them fuse together into this. Majestic looking. I thought you had some kind of phoenix dragon yeah. looking thing. Yeah, I think it, I think it was an adult uh, yeah. version of that, but still very like ornate, goldish, golden yellow kind yeah. of very very pretty dragon thing. And as this thing's flying around, spinning around, Korra returns to her adult form. Finally, yep, she she's now back to an adult, and she gets she gets on, and they fly towards the spirit portals where yep. she can you know try to seal them. And then, as she's going over to, like, yes, here's the southern portal. Time to seal it. 
you hear uh, Vatu like, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. And we get this like weird like zoom in scene where she actually like moves with the entire. Like, yeah, the whole like spirit world's like moving really crazily around yep. her while she sees and this. And Vatu's like, aha, yes, I see you, Rava. And she and Korra's like, yeah, I'm gonna steal that portal. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, do you want to do that? Or. And we see Unalak yep. using uh, that spirit magic on Jenora, only instead of yellow and like brightness around it, it's dark. Yeah, and we see her weird spirit form beginning to turn dark as he threatens her. Yep, so he's like, Alright, here's your choices. Save her by save her by opening the north portal, or let her soul be destroyed and sealed the southern portal. Of course, Korra breaks down because Janora cannot be harmed. Mm-hmm. And so she opens up the North Portal. Yep, so Unalak won't torture Janora any longer. And of course... Unalak starts using bending on Korra. He's yep. like, if you went through the portals, you could have had your bending. Yep, as the dog spirits turn... Or tr- dark yep. again. Yeah, and they, yeah, they turn dark again. Dude, they, they're they they're savage. <laughs> yeah. They literally have her crushed around and they're doing like, the dog yeah, headshake yeah. thing Unalak and everything. begins spirit bending Korra... Uh, just as the phoenix dragon comes back and saves her once again. Uh, I, I think it was hilarious because it's like, awesome dragon! Light tail flap and Unalak's just like, bah. Yeah, it's knocked away. <laughs> it's really cool. And then, of course, as that's all happening, um, Korra gets on the dragon spirit um, and then, of course, goes around and flies back to her body. Yep. And then, of course, she oh, wakes... Oh, Batu Battles revealed, like, I'll see you at Harmonic yep. Convergence, Rob. I'll see you. Ah. I'll see you when the plot thickens. Yep. And then, all of a sudden, um, she wakes up, and Tenzin's like, oh, you're back. Everything's going, uh, everything's going all right, right? Wait. What happened to Jinora? Korra, what? Where's my baby girl? And Korra just is, like, devastated. Yeah, like, you see her welling up in tears, <laughs> broken. And then the episode ends there. Yeah, it was a very, very crazy ending. <laughs> uh, now, see, now you know why that's my favorite. Because not only does it have best boy Iroh. Yeah, Iroh's but return. That was, but it, like, unlike with uh, Aang, where he did go into the spirit world, like the first time he went in, where he was figuring out what was going on, yeah. and he saw Roku's spirit dragon. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, like, you go a little bit further. And there's a whole lot of callbacks, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, but still, um... But now, what is going to happen? What, what, do, what do you think? What do you what think? Do you about I think? What do you think is going to happen? I know it's going to happen. I've seen the series before. <laughs> hey, you wanted me to ask you <laughs> well, questions. Yeah, I, yeah, but I don't to ask you about future stuff. What do you think about, like, Now, what do you think about, like, the whole idea of harmonic convergence? Uh, I think it's very, very interesting and weird. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, see... Uh, it's, it's a very, it's funny. It sounds like it's probably some kind of actual like a spiritualist term or something for something. Right, like yeah. yeah I gave that some thought too. And I, I thought to myself, you know, it, it was interesting because not even Aang brought up anything. Well, I don't think any of the other... Also, yeah, I saw online brought up like, you think how many of the other avatars actually do you think knew about Juan and Rava at any point? Right, because yeah. Because only the 10,000 years since Juan... It's only been relevant now since it's been two thousand years, and harmonic convergence is going to happen again for the first time ever. But but still, so, I mean, even Aang Roku, never even Roku to Aang would be like he has the he has all of the memories of every single past life. They don't really share memory memories. They only tell them so much what they know usually or what's relevant. That to is them. that is fair. But still, just the whole fact that 
even like the visual representation of harmonic convergence, literally the planets align mm-hmm. straight, and just like all the spiritual enemy uh, energy is like super strong and stuff like that. Yeah. At first, I was not behind that. At first, I'm just like, oh, it's just another good versus evil, whatever. But the more I watch this, the more I realize, you know, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really enjoying all. Uh, it's like, a very, all this. very huge and, stakes thing for something. right. Yeah, yeah. and now I, I'm. I'm really wanting to see how this ends kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we even get to that, I'm sure that everyone wants to know how, you know, everyone else is doing. Oh, yeah. So we can cut over to our last episode of this uh, of this um, episode. I, it's <laughs> Every sounds time. so weird yeah. to say it, but it's a, it is a true statement. Yep. Um, episode 11, Night, Night of, of a Thousand, thousand stars. stars. Now, this is probably my favorite episode of this batch, honestly. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. And I just I, love the whole... The, I, it's great. I, I, I have to agree with you. Um, <laughs> we start off with the narrator telling us about how Unalak forced Korra to open the North Portal. But it's mostly about the Nuktuk Movers. <laughs> yep, and, and he's like, well, as that's happening, you know, uh, the Nuktuk Movers and how... Mako's in jail because he blamed Varric, and um, in the north, every the, the north is gonna over. Sorry, in the south, the north is gonna overthrow the south, and Tanrock will not give up without a fight. And then we enter Tenzin and yep. Ka- and Co. Flying back on uh, the air bison. Yeah, what, what was the name again? I don't know if it's Sky Buffalo. Ooh, Oogie. Yeah, it was Oogie. One? Yeah, it was. Oh, Oogie. okay, okay. Um, yeah, um, flying on Oogie, and of course, you know. Um, Pema's like, yay, yeah, you're, you're back. back, and where's Janora? Yeah, and I see Janora's limp body, and she freaks out, which is crazy, but Tenzin has to explain her spirit's been lost. Uh, yeah, and her spirit's lost, lost but her body's okay. She's gonna make also, it. Also, like, did we mention last time that, like, yeah, Janora's, well, we said at the end that, like, she didn't wake up, but, like, Unalak still has Janora's spirit. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's implied, even yeah, though they don't show it. I'm saying it, we, didn't, we didn't say to the... Oh, <laughs> the that, 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 that is true, yes. Uh, hey, but, hey, by the way, um... Unalak still has Janora's spirit. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, um, as all of this is ha- happening, you know, Tenzin's like trying to be a good dad because let's be honest, this entire se- season he was trying to be a better dad because he was a councilman the entire time. Yeah. Um, so we cut back to uh, Republic Bolin. City. Yep, back in Republic City where Bolin visits Mako in jail. With He's the metal like, bending uh, uh, prison. Yep, with metal bending cool. prisons and all that stuff. Ah, so cool. He's dressed up fancy for his big uh, mover yep. premiere. Yep, <laughs> but it is the, uh, not just any premiere, it is the finale of oh, Nuktuk, yeah. Hero yeah. of, of the, the South. South. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course... He's sad because Mako can't make it because, well, he's, he's in, in prison. Um, and he's of a course, dirty criminal, whatever he keeps calling him. <laughs> really right. Well, I, I, that's why I even put down. Bolin tries to encourage Mako, yeah, but he, fails miserably. <laughs> he gives he, him a big mover poster. Like, with, like, hey, a, yeah, like yeah. an autograph and everything like that. Words of encouragement. <laughs> like, and, hey, you can do it. And, of course, uh, Mako still tries to tell him, you know, it's Varric. Varric's the bad guy. And Bolin's like, oh, you're going to try to get out for insanity. Yeah, gotcha. you're good. You're Actually, I've noticed the more he hungs out with Varric, the more he's acting like him too. Of course. Um, and, and of course says, Mako's like, where's Asami? Yeah, that's what it said. Asami did not come to the prison because being in prison reminds her him reminds her, her of her dad who is also prison prison. And it's very, very messed up. And Bolin's like, hey, I'm gonna get you the best attorney money you can get for this for all, with all my money. And she's like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yep, and of course and of course, uh before uh Bolin leaves, Mako's like, dude, not gonna lie, something might go down at the premiere. Just keep your eyes peeled. And Bolin's like, yeah, sure, no. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that intensity defense is really going to work there, Mako. Bye. <laughs> As we see Tanrock 
uh, overlooking the Southern Water Tribe as the Northerners are still blockading the South Ocean. Yeah, uh, and of course they're like, "Hey, should we wait? Even, should we wait longer for the forces for to come here?" For Cora and the others, like, "No, we got to do this now." And they launch a cool snowboarding attack down the mountain. Yeah, snow snowboard with ice kind of thing. <laughs> they, they just make snowboards out of ice and just slide down the hills. It's really funny looking. Really cool. Uh, then we get to the premiere for a huge Hollywood affair at the arena. We have at the at the arena where it's literally like red carpet and all that stuff. Where paparazzo, see, yeah, paparazzo, paparazzo. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, Bolin. Bolin is like, you know, yeah, walking yeah. the carpet with ginger. With, with ginger. And of course, they're like, um, what was his name? Show, uh, show the 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 announcer. Well, the announcer, yeah, yeah. shoe, shoe. Uh, it was like it shoe or show or something like that. Like, but anyway, he's like. Oh, they're like, yeah, he's like, yeah, these are the greatest couple in uh, on the red carpet. And he's like, oh, yeah, you hear that, Ginger? We're a couple. And she's like, you're as dumb as the rocks that you bend because we're not a couple. Yeah, she's still <laughs> he's like, but come on, the announcer said we were, so we are, right? Yeah, he's pretty much. very dumb. Uh, we got to Gong and Lou just stuffing their faces with varicakes. Yep, with varicakes. <laughs> and of course... And like, quit stuffing your faces and do your dang security job, you idiots. <laughs> and then we see President Raiko with his wife, Buttercup. Buttercup. <laughs> but, um, and of course, they're like, yeah. And Varric just walks up and he's like, yes. He greets hey, them on the carpet. look at yeah. this. And of course... Um, Goes for some photos. It's very funny. Yep. And he says, this carpet was made in the Fire Nation. You know they make the best red stuff. <laughs> 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 got the best food, got the best cuisine, even had this. Um, and of course, yeah, as they're getting ready for all of this, President Raiko mentions, yeah, you know I know what you're planning. Yeah, right? I see right through what you're doing. You've, and Varric's like, yeah, you know I'm very persuasive. And then we get inside the arena where the mover is actually being showed. And before the movie starts, Varric gets up on, on the stage, on the, like the pro-bending stage, and he's like, Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll all enjoy this because actually brings up you know the whole conflict. Yeah, it's really it feels stuff. really like yeah like a, like an actual like real life like thing. You talk about how hard he's worked and how no one believed in him, but his people are suffering right now because of the plight of his people. It's, his, it's like yeah, it's his people. He's from a southern tribe, and it's like yeah, it feels really personal like an actual like yeah like actual like movie director or something like like talking about like a real social issue like what he's actually has the stadium is really cool and powerful. Yeah, it despite was. How what a bad guy Beric actually is. <laughs> um, and then of course he mentions that hopefully someone with power will we'll be do able something to help. About this. Yeah. And hopefully this will move them. And then all of a sudden, he starts rolling rolling the clip. And, oh my goodness, you thought that the propaganda for this entire mover was crazy. <laughs> Today was the worst. It is, like, spread on thick. Yeah, because Tuck escapes the uh, giant bird we saw Bullen stuck in last episode. And, and he, he goes yep. to Republic City to ask the president... Who is making a cure for the common cold, mind you? Hilarious. <laughs> um, for for help, it's for help to attack Unalak of the South. Yep. Uh, in the South, and of course, the president's just like, yes, of course, because I like helping people, which made the president, like the real life president, be like, mm. like yeah. And even yeah. his wife was like, hey, I don't know about one of these scenes, but they really hit you, uh, hit you right on the money. With yeah, this she's really flirting with her husband, and he's like, hey, he looks kind of proud, but kind of like he's still upset about it. And then uh, Bolin is sad that Mako couldn't be here. He's just like, oh man, I'm really upset about this. Yep. Outside, we see some speedboats waterbend up to the, underneath the arena, and uh, sneak into the uh, actual area. They get past Le Lu and Gong, of course. Those two well, idiots. no, they don't get past oh, them. Yeah, they they knock them out. out and put them in the locker. <laughs> yeah, they knock them out very bad. The detectives are taken out as the film continues to play. Yep, and it, yeah, and as the as the film gets to a very emotional moment where um, Nuck Tuck is sad because his Arctic pa- his uh, 
What Juji? was it? Oh, yeah, Juji, the uh, Arctic <laughs> raccoon, is dying. Yeah, after he's rescued by uh, robots. Nook, no, no. with a nook, no, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so crazy. It, you know, it's like, it's... It's so cheesy, like t- actual twenties, like old movie kind of cheesy. Yeah, it's very. It funny. just makes me laugh so much. Also, I love all the fake, uh, like the fake, like, like from off screen, like hands it's and arms. That come, those, like, I always love those. Oh, like, <laughs> those and, and, like the bird that's like it literally just cuts quickly. <laughs> yeah. The bird just like not. The but editing is hilarious. <laughs> and all of this is happening. Bullen leaves because obviously he's upset about something. And, of course, Asami goes out to, you know, comfort him and be like, hey, you know, you know Juji doesn't die, right? And Bullen just drops the biggest spoiler. He tells how the movie ends. Yeah, he's like, oops, spoilers, Yeah, oops, spoilers. He talks about how he's uh, sad that Team Avatar has fallen apart. Uh, Everyone's all separated and, like, Mako's in jail and Korra's missing and, like, Asami's off doing her thing. And and it's like, yeah, Asami agrees that it doesn't feel right and, yeah, everyone's really upset. And Um, then, of course, you know, um, Asami... It is in agreement with all of this. Oh, yeah. But she's also like, hey, maybe you should come back to the movie. And, you know, Bolin's like, all right, I-, I will. Just give me a moment. In which case, he notices the boat. And he's like, wait, that's not supposed to be here. And he goes to investigate. Yep. And, th- and this, dear listeners, is where things start getting Amazing and why? I'm about to say, this and, might be like one of my favorite fights so is, far in yeah. the series. Yeah, and, and why I think this is one of your favorite episodes. Of this. After he finds Lu and Gong tied up, uh, they mentioned that, that they're after the president. Yeah, and then of course, um, the the president is sitting with his wife, and Northerners are like, they they go behind and like cover his mouth and stuff like that, and they're like, and all of a sudden, Bullin walks in. And everything lines up with the movie <laughs> yeah. perfectly. In real life like, with the movie, yeah. <laughs> you're good. not going anywhere kind of thing. And they literally have a real fight as the movie fight is happening. Yeah, it's really cool because like Ginger screams at the same time as Ginger in the movie does. Right. And then, like every, like, every it's, like, single fight like yeah. lines up perfectly and all that stuff. It's so cool. He, like They land in the middle of the arena, he rips off his sleeves, gives a neck and roll. It's and it's even, just like, goddamn, it's yeah, so cool. It's, it's even <laughs> funny because uh, as all of this is going on, the announcer is actually... Uh, Shiro, that's his name. I Shiro? actually have his name okay, here. Yeah. yeah, Shiro is announcing the whole thing to the, some random yeah, guy. Yeah, some random. He's like screaming in his face. He's <laughs> just like, "Oh, do you see what's happening?" You, yeah, like my favorite. One of my favorite lines from him was, "And Bolin is bending a two full stacks of this, which would be illegal in pro bending, <laughs> but." This is an actual fight, so anything goes. Yeah, I love how Ginger's just like, be careful, and see whatever the movie does, and it's just the whole thing's really cool scene. And, and then, of course, uh, Bolin gets the last guy down, and he goes, who hired you? And we find out that it was Varric. He's like, it was Varric, don't hurt me, Nut Tuck. Yeah, no, yeah, that's right, he actually, don't hurt me, Nut Tuck. That was amazing. And Bolin looks up, and Varric is like, you can see like sweat beating down, and he's just yeah. like, Julie, I think this is our cue to leave. <laughs> they both get up, they both turn, and Lynn is there with some police officers going, and where do you think you're going? Yeah, and this is when we cut back to the south. Yep. Where uh, No Talks men are, style, are like just beating the crap out of all the northerners really handily. It's really cool. Only to have Undalak show up with a bunch of dark spirits. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's very messed up and crazy. And then, of course, we cut back to, to the where everyone's Varric. everyone's cheering for Bolin. And, like, even, like, Bolin's just like, yeah! And Varric's being arrested. Varric and Julie are being uh, put into custody. And uh, Lynn reveals that the president was to be kidnapped 
so that Republic City had no choice yeah. but to but to go to war. And that was Varric's plan all yep. along. And Lin and Rikor were like, wow, uh, Mako was right the whole time. He is a great cop, and he knew exactly what was going on. And as this is, hap- and as this Bones, is happening... Oh, Bones getting all the praise, and he's like, yeah, Bones a big hero. Ginger and Ginger comes up, up yeah. and kisses him. He's like, wait a minute. And she's like, yay, my boyfriend's a real hero. And she, he's like, wait, wait, wait. We're not a couple. She's like, you really are dumb. We are a couple, of course. Yeah, and they start making out, and Asami's just like, Bowling, wow, I can't believe it. And he's like, just he's like, yeah, whatever, get making out with her. And <laughs> and we gotta like, say, Mako. Hey, we should, we, should, we should tell Mako, right, makes out some more. <laughs> oh, you mean right now, makes out a little bit more, leaves. Yeah, well, before that, finally, Korra arrives in the goddamn city after all this whole time. Right, yeah, with Tenzin and everyone else. And everyone's like, hey, how's it going? And Korra's excited to see them all. And she's like, where's Mako? And they're both just like, um. She's I'm like, like President Unalak, and like it's hilarious after the movie's ridiculousness. She's just like President Raiko Unalak has a crazy death plan for the to, to destroy the entire planet. And he's just like, oh god, what? And he's uh, like, oh wow. And um, and of course, uh, being the rational individual, knowing that lives of the entire world are at stake, he has to protect his people by not joining. Yep, he's going to protect the people of his city and uh, avoid it. And it's just like, are you serious? Still, even Tenzin's like, dude, a lot more people are going to die than just Republic City. And then uh, yeah, but even like Bolin puts his hand, he's just like. Come on, Nuktuk needs you. You need to do this. Yeah, and even the president's <laughs> like, look, I know you saved me and I thank I you for that. Your, yeah, Plus, I, I love your movies. Yeah, but no, I can't. And it's just like, oh, jeez. Yeah, even even he was like, man, I really hate, I really regret saving that guy. And the, yeah, and this is finally when she's just like, wait, where's Mako? And oh, yeah, like, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah jail. <laughs> they go. And then, of course, uh, we get, we cut to uh, Mako, where Bolin comes in and is like, dude, you were right about everything. And yeah. Mako's like, I told you. Yeah, and, and Bolin's like, yeah. You're free to go. And as he's walking out, everyone starts cheering yeah, for Lin, him. Yeah, Lin, Lu and Gong are there. She, uh, uh, Lin demotes Lu and Gong from Detective and gives Mako the position, which is great. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, Korra goes up and hugs. Oh, no, he smiles at Asami. And yeah. then Korra just jumps him. Like, jumps hey, up and hugs and him, him. Yeah, and kisses him. Like, what? Yeah. yeah, and of course, he's confused. He's like, wait a minute. Don't you... You're not mad at me for that big we'll fight we a, had? Yeah, we also got a very sad, upset Asami face, which had just... Oh, no. Up. It was an angry Asami face. Oh, yeah. She was very like, ugh, what the fudge? And it was just like... Um, oh, and, of course, Korra's like, well, I did lose my memories, and I must not have them all back. Was it a bad fight? Uh, Mako <laughs> looks at Asami... Looks at Almost around. Like everyone, and, like, all the cops who were there were in the big giant machine. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> um... And he just goes... Um, no. no. It wasn't bad. <laughs> yes, that's right, kids. And this Mako's yeah. a big friggin' liar. <laughs> and then Nosami just extra pissed and Bolin's just like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Um, and so of course, Tenzin, yeah, Tenzin's like, hey, so we need to figure out a plan. Who, who, who do we know that we can get help from? Bolin is like, I know just the man to go to. And you see Varric. Yep. In, in his prison a cell. A luxury cell with Julius. Oh, yes. <laughs> a, a, big, a big old luxury cell with Julie. And of course, it's all luxury and stuff because Varric Industries helped build this prison. And of course, he made this room specifically for him because he knew eventually he was going to be there. Yeah, exactly. It's and of course, everyone's like, wait, Julie's in there? And he's like, of course. Julie's never, it never leaves my side. <laughs> and then of course, um, you know, everyone's like, dude, you did some bad things. And he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I made a mess, but I did a lot of good things. Asami. Who saved your company? Me. Bolin. Who uh, who made you a movie a mover star and got you out of your like financial depression? Me. Korra. Who warned you that Unalak was doing evil things? Yeah. Me. 
Mako, who got you thrown into the pr- prison? <laughs> I, that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then, of course, everyone's just like, yeah, but, I mean, you still did some rotten things. He's like, okay, look, I'll make a, I'll make a deal with you. You, I have this, I have this battleship. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's where Asa- that's where I put your stuff, Asami, that I stole from you. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, uh, it named her the Julie. It's like, wait, you named your battleship <laughs> yeah. after, you, after your assistant? He goes, of course. Oh, where, where did I put it? Where did I? She's a cold heartless machine built for war. Yep. <laughs> thank, thank you. You, you, had, you were already there. Yeah. They're both cold heartless war machines. <laughs> and then he looks and he goes, all right, I'm sorry for the mess. So take Julie. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, the, the, the battleship. <laughs> Julie, the battleship. Yeah. And uh, as they're finding up that, they say Team Avatar is back in business. Yep. Finally, after all this time. And then on, on, on the, the Julie. On the Julie battleship. <laughs> on the Julie. <laughs> Mako um, comforts Korra once again. And of course, you know, it, it's a kind of awkwardly cute moment. Yeah, just with all the craziness stuff going on. We back cut back to Noah Talk and uh, or Tanrock. Was Tanrock is yeah, Tanrock. Yeah, Noah talks about and, and the South. The South is uh, fighting the the dark, dark spirits, spirits with getting, to no avail, very badly. And then of course, um, Tanrock sees Unalak and just runs up. He says, "I guess the end is he has to kill his brother," and he goes up to fight him. It's a very very cool. Oh, dude, it is fight. amazing. And there was one scene that upset me so much because. Uh, Tanrock got super close to punching Unalak right in the face. Yeah. And it did like the slow motion and everything, but then Unalak was like even looking worried, and he's just like, boom, boom. Yeah, uh, crazy. That was a really cool high level water bending. Oh my really goodness, cool it was. Water. And of course, um, Unalak freezes Tanrock in some ice, gets like that evil smirk, and he's yep. like, haha, gets that cool looking like icicle drill looking thing out and shatters the ice. And Tonrock falls onto the ground, beaten. I'm not sure if he's dead or not. We it's don't know. because at this point, yeah. But all of a sudden, uh, Unalak looks down and says, Yeah, now that I've defeated you, I'm going to take care of your daughter. Yep. And that's where it cuts. Yep, that's the end of the episode. Now, <laughs> now what were you? when you yeah. first saw this... Uh-huh. See, now, now, now I know how I... Now I know where, <laughs> where these. When you first saw this episode... Mm-hmm. Um, just finding out about everything, everything falling into place, yeah. finding out that it actually was Varric, even though you never doubted it. <laughs> um, like, how did it make you feel? Uh, I love that Varric was still an ambiguously great character. He, he did a ton of bad, but he did a ton of good. It was a very, very cool angle for a character in Avatar to be like that level of like, um, what's his name from uh, Star Wars? Billy D. Williams' character, Lando. Oh, Lando. Who, like, yeah, well, yeah. Like in like all the stuff in like the not Clone Wars in the uh, Rebels show or in the actual movies, he like will like violently screw them over and betray everyone to the big bad evils, but he'll also like save them all and be really heroic at the same time. It's a very cool character angle. I love that for Beric. I'm glad he was such a weird, ambiguous character. I love yeah. the whole. Like I said, this is my favorite episode because that whole Bolin fight in the movers. Oh, dude, right? That was really, really cool. <laughs> I have to agree with you because everything just worked out so perfectly. Absolutely, this episode and also seeing Cora. Uh, <laughs> back with Mako having forgotten everything with Asami uh, I'm just like that is a horrible weird relationship and it's very bad it, it <laughs> and also makes Mako actively bad <laughs> like, yeah this Mako just no you need to stop <laughs> um although I will admit because everyone who has listened to these episodes knows mm-hmm. that I did not want to believe that it was very absolutely um, now now hold on I didn't say <laughs> I, I didn't say that I didn't believe it was Varric. I 
purposefully wanted not to believe yeah. that it was Varric. That, that it was like some kind of like gangster in disguise or something. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Like <laughs> uh, you never know. They could have been. It, it, it's a, ridiculous in a season about spirits. Yeah, and someone's using someone else's face. <laughs> I um, won't say something spoilery, but that's for but, any, but anyway. <laughs> um, but seeing how everything unfolded, I can accept the fact that it was Varric mm-hmm. because he he proved one thing to me that he is extremely chaotic neutral. <laughs> he yeah. does bad things, good things as well, but he does it with. Out the, without giving a crap about yeah, what happens, to he knows yeah. he's safe. He's doing it all to benefit himself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I was th- that whole conclusion to that whole thing yeah. really definitely made me smile. Because, also, I'm glad, like, like, yeah. I forgot. I knew that. I knew that he was like going to turn bad, but I forgot that his like redemption quote unquote was going to be in the exact same episode. <laughs> <laughs> them outing him as a villain, him getting arrested immediately to them needing his help and him being cool and helping them and putting out all the good he did. That was really funny. Yeah, uh, that was really really good. Although you know he could have he could have mentioned to Mako that who who got you to think that I did it and made you a detective? Because <laughs> like technically he, technically Varric helped him. With he wouldn't that. have a detective position yet. I don't think. Well, he, he's gonna be a detective. Of course, he would that. figure that he would be after that huge bus. He just helped look. Well, right, and the fact that <laughs> Lynn literally said you're gonna make a great detective. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just everything, and now and now we have. Three more episodes. Oh, the finale. Yep, the finale is going to be the next Korra episode. I don't even know what to expect. Yeah, it's going to be, well, it's going to be crazy, as you should expect. (laughs) Well, obviously, because season finales are always crazy, especially with good shows like this. Oh, yeah, of course it's going to be Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What is going to happen? I'm very much looking forward to it. I love this show. It's really, really good. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I I do as well. I do as well. All right. And, oh, my goodness. Yeah, like I said, I could go... We could talk about this all day, but let's not. All right. Let's actually uh, cut this episode off right here. Yeah, any plugs, Ben? (laughs) Um, Well, my computer is plugged into the power outlet and the... Okay, look. I'm really bad about having the whole, like, social media thing... I'm still working on a few things, but no, I don't have any plugs. Uh-huh. However, I heard a rumor that you have plugs. Yes, I do. Matthew Lewis P on Twitter and Matthew Lewis Podcasts for Patreon and YouTube, uh, as well as my Forgotten Minotaur King podcast, still going strong. Probably on haters at this point, I think, maybe. But who knows? <laughs> but, um, I, and if you haven't listened to the Forgotten Minotaur King, I have nothing to do with it. It's all him. Um, as a person who's actually listened to it, if you like good stories and interesting mysteries, definitely give it a listen to. I can I can highly recommend it for you guys. Oh, thank you for that. Um, and uh, also, I'm um, look forward to some more episodes. Um, anything? Any last comments you want to give our listeners? Yeah, did you come up with some kind of uh, new outro since it was your idea and you're the lead host on this episode? <laughs> um, well, about that. No, I don't. Great. All <laughs> right. Well, I guess everyone's just gonna have to keep it sleazy. <laughs> keep it sleazy.